Now, guys, I already said this earlier on the pod, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there again. If you are look, if you're a coach, right, you're just one of these top tier coaches, and you're looking for a new place of employment. I'm telling you, call your boy before you call anyone else. You know, you can email me, Jason at aksc.com. I'm telling you, if you're just out there looking for a new place. But um, now bringing on the show, we got guys. You don't understand when I was John. This is John Cronin, everybody. You don't even call him John. I don't think I've ever called you John in my life. This is John Cronin. Welcome to the show, man. How's it going, big guy? Dude, we're out here. So real quick, John, man, you're wearing some new colors nowadays. You're wearing the green. You're, you're at Cheer Force, man. You got it. Green. Yeah, you should have called your boy first, John. Come on, man. <laughs> you should have called your boy first. Time and place, brother. Yeah. Time and place, I guess. <laughs> you know, it, it, scenarios happen so quickly. You just. Yeah, man. I'm thankful for everything, though. Thankful for the spots I'm, I've landed. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. It was really cool. That was like internet breaking news. Like John Cronin's at Cheer Force? Like crazy. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll need to go into that. I mean, you can if you want, but real quick, just tell the people who don't know you, you know, who you are the different hats you've worn in the industry and just, you know, just tell the people a little bit about yourself. Okay. I started All-Star cheerleading when I was about 15, California All-Stars. Did the whole thing. I was a gymnast before and I uh, went to, you know, University of Louisville, came back and uh, I've been coaching up for, oh my gosh, 20, 20 plus years. I'll say that. <laughs> Guess is my age, but uh, I've been coaching for a really long time. I've coached a lot of greats. Kiara Nolans, Gabby Butler, Angel Rice, some of those guys, Cameron Bontons, uh, legendary athletes that I've uh, I've been enjoy I've had in the joy of watching them grow and educate them and tumble. So I've been with uh, California All Stars for close to twenty years too, almost. <laughs> um, and then recently I've uh, moved on to Cheer Force and um, working with that program right now. I'm really excited about it. It's a real awesome community a lot of kids are, are just so hungry to learn and i love that energy so definitely like being where i can be used to, to my max and used for my ability of connecting with kids and coaching so there we go it's been a great year love it man dude i love it love to see you doing well happy for you happy for the transition i know that's hard you know you grew up i mean like you said over 20 years i remember you and i were in all stars at the same time you know, you've been Cali ever since, you know, so I know I can't imagine like what yeah. I know that must have been a hard transition or not an easy one, at least. Yeah. You know, but I'm happy to see that you're that you're happy and you're, you're going to do great things with Cheer Force over there. So happy for Thanks, you, man. man. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. But if you ever, you know, hey, shout out to Becky. I love Becky. But hey, you know, I'll let your boy anything. Happen. We're just right up the road oh, in please. Bakersfield. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Becky, friend, friend of the show. It's good the the um the gym was like kind of in my area, so it, it just happened to work out for my family to work out. So yeah. If I was closer to Bakersfield, you know I'd call you, brother. <laughs> it's all good, man. All right, so let's uh, and guys, guys, John Cronin, I gotta tell this story before we hop into everything. Oh, no. Dude, I just dude, you're just <laughs> such a G, man. Like you were such a G as a tumbler. Like I just remember you because we competed against each other in All Stars. And I just remember, you know, everyone's tumbling, everyone's tumbling. The routine stopped and it was like, it's now going to be the Cronin <laughs> show. And like you would go off and the music's like, <laughs> you yeah. land. Uh, ah! 
<laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's, so that's the Jeff. That's the Jeff McQueen effect. Yeah, I'm glad you know that. I give all on that credit to Jeff. He really, uh, as a as an athlete, he used to always make sure that when when I landed or when us tumblers landed, it was exciting. It yeah. was exciting back then. Yeah, it's cool. It was really cool. And then we, yeah, we did, we did a, we did a little minute together at Palomar. You're the first person I ever seen do a, a bounce back yeah. pass. I was like, yo, he just, he, oh, yeah. he tumbled back the other way. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing? Yeah, man, oh, Jack. I love you. Yeah, for sure. Not a first, man. Yeah, no. And okay, last story. Last story before we get into the, before we get into the, uh, the letters. So back, you know, you, when you hit that tumbling pass, you would always flex after the pass, right? Just just gun show out. And I remember telling one of my youth three kids a few years ago, like, yo, John Cronin, he used to flex right after he was done. So you got to hit him with a flex. And, you know, she's a little youth three kid, so she's doing like her little aerial through the tuck. <laughs> she landed, she flexed oh, on him. Oh. I was like, yo, let's go. We did That's that. so true. <laughs> we did that for John Cronin. You guys don't even oh, know. <laughs> so You see, man. What, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. That'll yeah, man. Yeah. Legendary, yeah, for <laughs> sure. All right, only only the best come on the on the Let's Talk to Your podcast. Let's go. All right, here we go. So let's hop into these letters. We got Q quality versus quantity. Talk to me about balancing the the two of those things. Oh man, uh, from all levels, it's always uh, the, the the biggest thing to me is not letting the little things go by. Uh, the the quality in uh, teaching these kids is like kind of like teaching them in a in a classroom setting. Uh, not everyone will pick it up, but if you get the majority of everyone to understand it, then you're doing pretty darn good. And, uh, you know, those who don't don't get that, then you get them in private. So I think the quality of uh, basics is important. Uh, n- n- not not looking over, like, small details for me. I, I think that when I go into a gym and um, I'm working from level one all the way up to level, uh, like, seven, I'm asking these kids to do the same thing, like whether it's a handstand with their head in or a back bend or a back walkover. I mean, the basics all the way up to level seven is just something I, I uh, put in my Bible of tumbling. You know, I just, I just don't look over it. And, you know, basically knowing that, you know, whatever division you're in or whatever level you're in, you're, you're hitting all the basics from the bottom, the fundamentals. And making sure all that is is totally squared up before even asking to move up, and then um, I think in mass quantities it's so important to uh, have that you, you know the the small details of like feet together or have the same tone of voice for everything you're saying from one level all the way up. I think that's the quality I get with a lot of the kids um, when I have a quantity of like I don't know fifteen or twenty in a class. And sometimes that happens, and I just think that doing the strength and conditioning in classes is basically what I do. And in a year at uh, Cheer Force, I've seen such uh, a great improvement of our basics. And I think the quality that I bring comes with uh, the conditioning and everything. And so the quantity of that is that more kids are starting to catch on. And when uh, more than one kid is like trying to do or hear, hey, you need to have your head in, you need to turn your wrist in, and it's like a constant, like consistency. Uh, the difference is, is kids just kind of like latch on to, I got to be that good for him because he's always overlooking me or he's just telling me 
that the same repeated question or same repeated correction and that comes with the territory i mean i, I i'm pretty loud I, I when i teach i i make sure the kids know i'm talking to them i'm not um shy to uh even if it's a little messed up i'm like yeah that's wrong go ahead try it again we could do it we figure it out if you can't bridge walk we'll sit here and we'll wait for you to bridge walk until your fingers are facing your heels and all that so I don't know. Quality to me is just basics and the fundamentals that you bring to every class that you bring for tumbling. I don't think you can get anything better than that for quality. Um, and when you do that, you get the quality of kids trying to do their best. Yeah, there we go. Love it, man. All right, moving right along. Let's move on to R for the roundoff. So just break me down. Give me some good tips, things I should look for, either things I should look for in the roundoff, you know, different roundoff drills, or just, you know, just talk about the roundoff for me in general. Coaches and owners, as choreography ends and comp season is around the corner, running your first full out is coming up soon. And if you're like most coaches, you just hit play and pray. But luckily for you, I have a preparing for full outs system, a step-by-step, week-by-week system that will Get your team ready to start throwing full-out routines. Join me September 23rd and set your team up for success heading into the comp season. Link in the show notes to sign up today. Oh, man, round-off to me is huge. I mean, I think that uh, as a gymnast, you know, you get coached 30 million ways to to round-off, whether it's like going for triples, going for pulls, going for layout. The angle and the dynamic of the arms for me is where it all uh, starts and finishes. So for me, I, I just like letting kids know or showing the kids the education of where to find your hand. Arms are really important. They can be lost and all of a sudden you don't know why at the end of the skill your your hands are down, your set is probably because your hands are down from the round offs, mm-hmm. you know. So I like teaching it like that. I like uh, breaking down the fundamentals, going to the car wheel and saying, like, for example, if you're a righty, your left hand is by your ear, your right hand is forward, and you're doing very fundamental gymnastics, but bringing it, breaking it down for a cheerleader to understand it. I know that sometimes, you know, we have, like, our hurdles are different. Like, some people do cones. Like, we at Cheer Force, we do cones. And some people don't do cones. And, you know, it's high Vs and all that other stuff. And I think choreography you know, for that is sometimes messes up their kids' uh, structure to get into a, a, a good a good looking pass. Mm-hmm. And so I always, you know, tell the kids, you know, if you find yourself always getting corrections in the round off, well, let's check out where your arms go. And a lot of the times they don't know that their wrists are turned out or they don't know that their head is out. And uh, and that just has to do with the placement of your wrists and shoulders in your, or in your head. Once that dynamic is solid in them and I get those kids understanding I got to keep my hands by my ears when I'm doing these things. Otherwise, I'm going to keep getting the same correction from coach. Uh, so it starts going away. And then I get more of the, the longer passes. So if a kid starts off with such a good hand position and a round off, I know the rest of the pass is bound to have an 80% chance of doing pretty good. I'm sure there's chances that they could fall and mess up. But if you're starting off strong, it's kind of hard to you know break it down like that. So I, I don't know. I think the, the best thing to teach for arms is, I mean, for roundoffs is arms, mm-hmm. shoulder placement, and head placement, and everything else. You know, you can go wide hands. You know, I see uh, a lot of my gym friends are, like, the widest hands in a roundoff. But they're also throwing two-and-a-half-punch front, double, double fronts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I got kids, 
in the lower level where I actually make them do diamonds because they just don't know what to do with their hands. <laughs> and, and it helps them just figure out where they go. So uh, I, I could tell you from my Olympic coaches that uh, junior Olympic coaches that taught me that there's no real answer for a perfect round off. It's just knowing the structure and making sure that you're equivalent to what the structure is. And I think that's what helps build kids' confidence with where, where they're going past from level one to two to three, four, five, six, seven. Arm placement. There you go. All right. Let's move on to S for speed. All right. So, John, I got these slow tumblers, man. I need to speed these kids up. So what are some things I can do to increase, you know, the speed of our tumbling? Well, uh, I like resistance bands. So I think resistance bands around the way sometimes it's a great tool mm-hmm. to train. Well, this technique I use is kind of like a belt around their waist, and I have a, one around my waist, and they're kind of basically dragging me. But we're going real slow. We're doing slow, like slow legs, knee highs, and what I call a deer run. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically getting the toes in front and the knees in front and learning the structure where your arms go so like you know right hand up left hand uh, left leg up left hand up right leg up and it's teaching them how to uh, function in their past before they hurdle mm-hmm. being for me though is really through toes i think a lot of kids don't know I, and i don't know why but a lot of kids don't know when you step on a springboard you're no longer on hard concrete so mm-hmm. you you've got to be on your toes dude so many people I'm talking level seven athletes that didn't even know they were running on their heels to start a path. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to like sometimes uh, video it and show them like, look, in your hurdle, you're showing me the bottom of your foot. Yeah. In your step into your round off, you're showing me the bottom of your foot. Yeah. So that means you're on your heels. And so a lot of times it's really just opening the eyes and showing them the simple things. Like I said, with uh, quality, like the small things matter. If you don't know you're on your, you're not on your toes, and and then when you get to your punch, say you're doing a layout, and you got like sickle foot the whole time in your layout, <laughs> you don't know why, and you've been running on stones the whole time. I'm like, well, could we run on our toes, maybe? Yeah. And a lot of kids literally don't know that they're running on their heel. Mm-hmm. So speed comes from that. I think uh, traction off the toe is really uh, important. I think that the uh, push off of the foot is really important. And again, resistance training for me is a big one. I like to make sure that they slow motion run mm-hmm. so they understand how quick motion run. Mm-hmm. And I, the big thing to me about speed is not so much, it's not so much for power. I think a lot of kids get it confused. Like I got to get run to create power. Actually, I, I, I teach your speed is a setup. It's really just your setup. Like, you're just setting yourself up to do it the correct way. You know, it, speed without control is called chaos. And and that's, my kids hate it when I say that. But <laughs> I, I tell them, you're chaos. I mean, you, you can have speed, but if you can't control it, then we need to slow it down and learn to control it so that you can use it in the correct way. And a lot of times, these kids, man, they just, you know, they, I, they hear, I got to go faster, and that's all they hear. And really, I think speed for me is just, Setting yourself up to make sure you can explode at the right moment, like coming out of that round off, out of the handspring. Or even if it's standing tumbling. A lot of kids think the speed in the first, like, let's say you're doing a three to double, the guy get the very first handspring as fast as they possibly can. Incorrect. If they're doing a two to double, again, the guy get that very first speedy handspring. Wrong. I, I tell them, do a beautiful handspring. Set up yourself to create speed. We're generating 
So if you're not generating speed and you're just trying to like bullet right out like a one to double does, well, it's going to say if you're doing a one to double, you're not looking for speed. But if you're doing a two to double or a three to double, you're looking for the right speed or the right punch. So in my standing tumbling quote, I always say calm, collective, beast. Meaning first one's calm, the second one's collecting yourself, and the third one is like let it go. Like put those toes down, snap that toe down as hard as you can, break the floor with your set. And then you get you find yourself faster than you know because you're putting the right amount in every single section. Yeah. So, see, speed. Yeah, I love that. You had some gems in there, dude. I, I I love like I love talking about running. I can't tell you how many goofy runners I get. Some of my world class athletes ran like chickens, like with their heads cut off. Like, well, I I have one athlete that I'm sure she'll hate me for saying this, but Kaylee, I love you, dude. You're a good kid. But when you first came, we had a, you had some kind of swinging situation, and I don't know what happened <laughs> between me and, and another coach. But she said, "This is what they were even teach." I'm like, "You're not teaching. We're not doing that no more. We gotta learn the runs." <laughs> I, I mean, I, I spent an, uh, a good three hours once on Kaylee's run, you know. And her mom was uh, a really awesome parent, a diving coach, judge, everything. She knows the dynamics, and she was like, "Yeah, do it, do it," because she needs it. Because every time she comes to you, it looks like. She's on fire. <laughs> I was like, we can't have that, man. So, I don't know. Speed to me is really fun. It's really um, it's a, uh, what we would say, like an underrated thing that not a lot of people work on. And I like to work on it because I knew I had trouble with it in gym. So, giving these kids the new yeah. information is always awesome. Yeah, I really like that. That was really cool. Like, you know, the handsprings, like set yourself set yourself up for some speed. Yeah. You know, like give me a good, beautiful back handspring and set yourself up to have some speed instead of being, like you said, like chaos. Like don't be chaotic in that first back handspring. Yeah. Let's have a good, clean back handspring set us up for some speed later. Really good stuff, man. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's my favorite thing to talk about. Um, let's go to uh yeah, no, I was just saying that's my favorite thing to talk Dude, about. Dude, if you if you want to keep going. No, I mean like my favorite thing is is when you are a, uh, an athlete or I'm sorry, when you're a coach and you're watching a comp and you could look up the first four people up in the front and you already know that guy right there from the way he's stepping, he's probably doing a sample. That's not that's not good. I don't think that looks good to me. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. like I had a kid named Joey Zordoff and man, man, he like it didn't. You couldn't tell me what he was gonna do because he was so calm. He won the whip double. He uh, standing full, total full. He looked like he wasn't doing anything though, like at first because he was so calm about it. And then he was like, wow, he ripped it. But yeah, I just wanted to say that. Like I love when you don't. You have to guess what they're gonna do because they're so calm about their approach before they start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff, man. All right, man. Let's move on to T. For tumble track, so how should coaches be utilizing the tumble track? Um, tumble track is awesome. Uh, I I I really like tumble track for drills. I I think you can attack shapes, a lots lots of shapes. I think that uh, um, for lower levels, it's probably the better version for a lot of these kids to just experience uh, help in some skills. I do have a big like no no like I I try to always tell kids like it's not reality, no. Nothing on trampoline is reality. Uh, it's it's really just to show you the like preschool stages of what you're trying to do, and uh, trampoline's good for awareness and having fun with some of the older elite skills. I wouldn't say so much like my level one, twos, and threes. I try to actually keep them away from trampoline when they're learning skills. I'm sorry, after they've learned the skill, I try to keep them away from the trampoline so that they get a better understanding of like how to use it. 
Because like the fundamentals is really like self conditioning, and trampoline sometimes takes away that uh, uh, dynamic when you're on a level one, two, or three. But once they get to four, I'm having them do standing two to two to tugs. I typically don't let kids round off on trampoline until they get to like five or six. A round off is just so messed. Like you mm-hmm. screw up a round off accidentally and not even know it because you know you get on trampoline three hours later you didn't realize you're doing, you know, round off doubles and your head was out the whole time. But you're doubling, you know. But when you get to the ground, you get the same. Mm-hmm. You try to get that same block. That that opposite end, opposite end turnover is not helping you block the same way as you do on trampoline. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's something I have kind of like ex- exited out of my in my gym. I, I've tried to tell them if you gotta go trampoline, you can work on your full, your double, your whip dub, your whip full, uh, your kick full, or whatever twisting skill you're doing backwards. I just have them do it from stand and tumbling. Stand and tumbling helps them figure out their spacing on trampoline, anyways. So it's, you know the I don't want to hit the edge of the trampoline so I don't hurt my foot. Well, good. Go go do standing two back handsprings. Make sure your spacing is right, and there you go. You got. You got your per- perfect landing spot. You got a perfect distance spot. I think it teaches stretch. Uh, trampoline is awesome. I I actually like um, stacking the mats as high as I possibly can on trampoline, just for um, height and awareness and set drills. And a trampoline is something that is can be utilized from the lowest level all the way up to the highest level. It's as long as you're you know, judging each part of it. Like you can't let a level one do too many round offs on there because after a certain point, you're going to start realizing they're not blocking and they're not getting the push off that they should be getting when they get to the ground. And that's a big, I I, I came into cheer force and I did like a full, you know, 180 on them and just changed the dynamic of how they started and, and did things. Cause I just didn't think they had it. And I think they were close to it, but I, I literally banned trampoline a couple of times because these kids who were so close would go, but I need the trampoline, I need the trampoline. I'm like, no, no, no you don't. If you, 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 there's plenty of mats. We can we can find a mat where you can fall and eat it and not like actually die. We just kind of like put your head in the dirt there and figure it out. But <laughs> I think that's the only dynamic that I uh, don't like about trampoline, but the best dynamic is the drills, the shaping, the hollow bodies, the blockings, uh, the the height, the set awareness, um, and and just really teaching kids awareness around their themselves when they're flipping. So many people don't know where they are. They I I can't stand when a kid says, "I just couldn't find myself." So I'm like, "All right, let's go back. We'll take ten steps backwards to find you a trail and and figure it out from there." So. Trampoline to me is is a really really good uh, um, core aspect in your teaching for tumbling. Dude, love it, man. Dude, absolutely love it. All right, close us out real quick before we get to this break with you. So we got you for underrated drills. So what's an underrated drill? What's a drill that you know you find? Man, this thing's really helpful. I don't think I don't think enough people know about this. Um, I mean it's so small, and I think that a lot of people overlook it. In my in my opinion it's overlooked a little bit but sh- like a block uh block to handstand a block to handstand is i don't know it's one of those things that if you i think a lot of the power i got out of my tumbling came from my shoulders and my block 
like I told you, mm-hmm. I mean, I was a gymnast, so I did P bars. I was all, all around gymnast and P bars, vault, floor, high bar, uh, rings, and uh, doing all that. You know, you, you build up this shoulder fl- like strength from your block that is undeniably better than like you know re- most people. I think a block to handstand is one. I think that a lot of coaches sometimes explain it wrong, and they'll say you need to do your handstand block. And I just giggle in my heart because, like, have you ever seen a kid go to handstand and then block? <laughs> it's usually really tough for them. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's something that I always correct kids. It's not a handstand block. It's a block to a handstand because you literally have to block to get to handstand. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the key to standing up out of any and every skill that you'll be throwing in your tumbling career or future. A lot of these turned out wrists, I'm okay with wrists turned out. If you can block to handstand up a mat and your arms are close by yours, I'm okay with it. If you can't, I'm not okay with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you, uh, I think then yeah, yeah. The loss of actual, your hands, your actual hands, like flicking off your whole hand. A lot of kids just use this part and they, and they think they're just pushing through the palm. It's usually where you get a lot of your uh, gangly assists, or you might like get like hurt wrists. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the dynamic of teaching a good block to handstand up a mat, I don't let my kids do it on the floor. If you do it on the floor, it's like I'm I'm a skateboarder. So like, I, if you tell me you can ollie, and, I, and you can't ollie up a curb, then I don't think you can ollie. Like you may be able to do it on flat ground, but <laughs> good, yeah, you can't get up a curb. That means you don't understand it. So that's why I put a I put mats in front of my kids. I yeah. challenge them. I go up the back part of the cheese. Can you do it? Nine percent eat dirt, but mm-hmm. it's fine. Like them learning how to block, like a vaulter, like a floor expert. Anything that comes off of your hands, it has to come off of a shoulder block. If not, you're probably hurting yourself. So my most underrated mm-hmm. skill that's like I feel like not talked about is literally just a block the handstand. Uh, I mean, it, it really makes front yeah. tumbling, back tumbling, round offs, everything so much more um, efficient when you're teaching and when you're uh, trying to grind and get these kids new skills. It's probably because they don't have a good block and not a lot of people talk about it. Yeah. So it, it sounds like we need to invest more in training that. So give me give me a drill for the drill. Like, how do I get my kids to block? Them? Oh, man. Thousands. Or like you to get into the block, oh, the handstand. Thousands. Yeah. I, I, uh, Growing up, we would go, you know, push up blocks across the floor. That's something that uh, helped build up the, I, I call it my preschool version. Like, you know, your level one version of a block is, okay, can you hop? Like, get a push up and hop. If you can't do that, then that's probably where you should start. And then I, I, I use angles. I use mats. So one angle would be like, if you have a kid who can't figure it out, okay, let's go to a cheese. Let's create the, the incline version and have you go up a line. Or over the line, you know, like some big cheeses, they fold out and they have that little crease in the middle. I, I tell my kids, okay, mm-hmm. put one foot on the front, put your hands in the front of that line, and let's see you hop over that line. That's like stage two. When they figure that out, then I bring them back to the panel mats. And like I got kids uh, from uh, the lower levels to the higher levels competing on how high they can go on mats, whether it's two ply or one ply, two ply, three ply, four ply, five ply, two panel mats, four panel mats. I mean, they they've gotten a little. We've gotten a little uh, story crazy with the <laughs> blocks of cheer force, but I, I try to give them as many block versions as I can. 
And then another one would be simply falling. Um, one blocking drill is where you take a panel mat and you do a car wheel to your stomach. And you would just put your hands on the mat and push away from the mat so that you get that push away. And in doing that, you're teaching the silence of a block, meaning like they don't know they're blocking, but they're they're doing it. So if you get them to accidentally do it, they start putting the two pieces together and like, oh, the way you way I fell off onto my stomach is the way I should push off to stand up onto my feet or block off to get onto my feet. I, I use a lot of different, I guess, basic level skills, level two skills to teach them how to stand up from it. So like if it's a handspring and they already have a handspring, I'm teaching them go back handspring on the floor, but then fall flat to your stomach so that they get a push away from the floor and then onto an eight incher and they have to have that like slide. It's kind of fun. I put a little sting mat on top and they, they do a back handspring on the floor and they push off and if they push off right, They'll slide across that mat like there's no water under it. They just kind of slide off a surfboard cup of feeling. And that that right there is just one of my favorite drills to teach for lower levels to help them understand what a block is. And then I just graduate them. You graduated from the cheese to the one ply, from the one ply to the two ply, from the two ply to the three, four, and five, and so on until they just have a monstrous block. Dude, Cronin, I'm convinced we're doing we're doing more. We're working on our blocks. We're doing a thousand, yeah. thousand. So we're thousand. We're gonna make it happen in the gym. You ever see our kids? They're these big old shoulders at the competition. We're like, yo, we've been doing it, man. So, thanks, yeah, dude. I appreciate it. it. Yeah, let's go. So, um, all right, man. Tell tell the people, you know, if they want to follow you on socials or they want to reach out to you about camps or clinics or anything, or just you know, just reach out to you, just pick your brain a little bit. How can people get in contact with you and, um, you know, follow your journey? Oh, first and foremost, you can contact me through Cheerforce, Simi Valley. You can find out my uh, my my emails, uh, ctathletics at outlook.com. It's, um, I enjoy, like, getting videos and DMs of everybody. You can get me on Instagram or Johnny Xavier Cronin. Contact me through Cheerforce, but, but probably the best place to do it. Yeah, my, my Instagram is my page. I I'm on that mostly. I, I don't really have a Twitter, so I'm I'm an old fart. So I don't have Twitter or Snapchat or anything like TikTok. So I'd say Instagram is probably the best way to get a hold of me. I love doing camps and clinics all across the country. I love helping out with starting programs. And uh, I don't know, any t- anything you guys need tumbling-wise, I'm always open to help. I'm never, ever going to deny anybody who's willing to learn, so... Yeah, contact me through social media and uh, CT Athletics at Outlook.com. There we go. Absolutely love it, man. Dude, John, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate you and you're uh, welcome back oh, anytime. Dude, love it. Anytime you need me, I'm here, brother. You know, I got that tumbling on pack. I got dude, it. dude, you know, I'm going to hold you to it. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk to Your podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.